Hey guys, thanks for joining us for episode 81 of Riding Through the Ages, our revolving journey through the eras of Common Rider. I'm Eugene. And I am Eric. And today we're going to watch Heisei Phase 1, Common Rider Kuga, episode 20, entitled Smile. It aired July 11, 2000. It was written by Naruhisa Arakawa and directed by Hidenori Ishida. And last episode, our guy decided he wasn't dead anymore. Yeah, he said, you know what? Skill 2001, Resurrection. Yeah, 2002. We, 2001 was, uh, what was it? The Kick. No, that 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 was one of his previous skills used. Like, that was his, one of his old skills. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, like, the uh, when he did the spin kick or the flip kick. It was, no, like, 2001. Uh, yeah. I think he said that was, like, using... Oh, no, no, his... that's right, because it was 1999, and he scratched it out and made 2000. 2000 was his skill to turn into Kuga. Yeah, okay, so the, this, yeah, the 2001 would be the super the, the front flip no, kick No, because he said that that was using one of his other skills <laughs> in combined with Kuga. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. But I'm pretty sure he hasn't come back from the dead before. Yeah, so this would be the first time. So this would yeah. be 2001. Okay, we're going to go with that. I still, I'm, I'm, I feel like there was a 2001st, but at this point, I think it all kind of blends together. He said something about it. He said something about, like, this, I'm going to use my 1487th <laughs> skill or something like that. Yeah, I just wonder what that is. Like, he was a trapeze artist. That, probably just spinning on the monkey bars. That could be it, too. <laughs> But yeah, so he he uh he resurrected sort of. He was in a coma. Yeah. He wasn't really dead. Yeah. He was just uh, he was taking a nap. Yeah. <laughs> and then he comes back and he beats the monster. Uh the other he, thing is we still were he didn't get back his mighty form, right? No, he was only in growing form. Yeah. Which means he wasn't able to use Titan or any of those either, right? No. Yeah, he was just he was just, he was only able to do the kick and he had to do it like 3 or 4 times to beat a monster that was relatively weak. Totally weak. I mean, I guess it was getting stronger cuz I like, guess mushrooms evolve quickly i guess so. i suppose that's if he even really was a mushroom uh the biggest the biggest organism in the world yeah it's a mushroom yeah well i can see it they it's, spread it's it's in oregon it's like this it's acres but it's all like it's mostly underground and there's just sprouts everywhere oh, so people okay. think it's just regular mushroom but they found out it's just like this the massive of one giant mushroom <laughs> one giant mushroom underground <laughs> so it's the livest, largest living organism in the world is this wow uh, or it might be there's a forest Oh, that's all one grove or something? That's all just one tree, yeah. I can see it. I'm trying to remember which one is actually the big, but... It's hard to say. The fact that you have to question it, it kind of says enough, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, It's like, unless humanity is all one giant living organism. (laughs) Okay, so I I guess, okay, if I could go back in time and give kudos to an episode, that it's that the fungus creature didn't just make bunches of fungus creatures. Yes. You know, because that's usually... That's usually the thing. It's just, like, spores. And yeah. Just, but no, it was poisonous, which is, like... Yeah. Uh, that actually thinks more about, like, mushrooms to me. Yeah. It's is something being poisonous. Exactly. So kudos for not going with the, here's my spore copy route. Yeah. 20 so, sporelings. Yeah, 20 sporelings. Um, but, yeah, he also has to deal with the fact that everybody heard that he was dead. Yeah, that was a huge part of the episode is everyone just responding to his deaths. That must have been, like, a really easy episode for the actor, for Joe Onigiri, to be like, you know, I just— I'll lay here. I'll lay here. Uh, there was an interview with uh, uh, Jason David Frank, who plays Tommy in The Power Rangers, and they asked him, like, what was his favorite episode. And it was an episode of Dino Thunder where he was in a coma. No. <laughs> and he's just like, I just, I just just laying in a bed the whole week while everybody was around me. Just <laughs> taking know? a nap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He also said that was his his favorite character to play because he was the Black Ranger in that, so all his clothes were black. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of being red or green or, or white, yeah, yeah, or white. He's just like black was the best. It was best outfit. <laughs> now I could just see Joe Joe and Aguirre sitting there and be like, "Wait, is my shirt open enough?" Huh? Yeah. Hold on, let me just. Okay. Well, so when I was getting a uh, a screenshot for the podcast for the last episode, I had initially thought. Uh, 
I grabbed one of him just being dead. But then I'm just like, it was just like him with his shirt open and like all the tubes and stuff. I'm like, I don't know if they're like comfortable with male nipples. So I'll just yeah, grab yeah. a different screenshot. Get censored. We should have put like uh, the two fungus creatures over there. <laughs> yeah. See what people looking at. It's like a clickbait sort of. Wait, he has fungus nipples? Like- well, like um, for uh, for Saber, I chose a picture one time of uh, it was the um. It was the Tinkerbell. Okay. So yeah. I chose the picture of the Tinkerbell because it was the craziest thing about that episode we talked about it a lot. Right. Uh, it wouldn't accept that picture for some reason. And I'm like, does it like recognize it being too bright because it was all this thing? Or did they think it's like pornographic or something? I don't know. So I just had to grab something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, that's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm like, because it's all machine learning. So there's no telling what it thought it was. Right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but it, just wouldn't ex- at it. it just wouldn't accept that picture. So I'm just like, okay, well, I got like, screw it then. I'll take another picture of that. You got a problem with weightlifters. So <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think most of this episode is going to be him, like, talking to uh, his people. And then there'll probably be some grungy stuff. Cause yeah, I mean, there's got to be a grungy scene. It's yeah, just how much of I the time is going to be taken up with it. He has to transform every episode, yeah. I think. It's just which of the three, because they, let's see, last episode we have, of course, Baton Rose. And then there was the girl grungy that's been there since the new group showed up. Yeah. And then the guy that really reminds me of, I want to say, like, the second or third grungy with, like, the shaggy white hair and the oh, checkered yeah. outfit. Yeah. It's almost like a copy paste. Like there's some differences, but yeah, because there's so many differences. There's yeah. so many things. There's so much going on. It's like they raided the same shop. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they copied the same person. They're all angry about about it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I honestly, I don't expect much from this episode, but then I've been surprised before. You know. Yeah. Um. I, this definitely feels like it's leading to a sort of uh, a downward. Like this episode's like, um. Oh my god! Like opposite of rising action, falling action. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to lead into something bigger. I hope. Um, like it seems weird. I, like right now, the the big thing is how do I get get back to mighty form? I, I don't know if yeah. what he would say, but you get my point. Yeah, that's kind of the lingering plot thread besides the whole grungy thing. Yeah, and then the fact that he's going to have to have individual conversations with everybody. Um, so then it's like, okay, I guess my question going into this next couple episodes is, is he in growing form because he was weakened after getting his, his butt kicked or is he in growing form because his resolve is not where it's supposed to be yeah you get what i'm saying yeah um because that was the problem before yes so it's like maybe that it's the same thing just in a different a different way like he wants to fight but now he's like unsure about because he could die now yeah like it could it be that he or took could an, it he, be... took, he took an else and like what now yeah you know? it's like what i lose sometimes <laughs> Yeah, so it could be that without he's like, them running off. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, no, actually, this one ran off. It did just, too, because <laughs> he, he thought he was already dead. I guess. Yeah. Could have probably thought to give him like a double dose. Yeah. But he was weakened. Yeah. He got punched real hard in the sturm and stirred him. Yeah. So he's not the strongest of the grungy, that's for sure. No, not until he went all you know adamantite armor or whatever the hell. Yeah. <laughs> Then he was the strongest. Yeah, but then he. Well, I. I feel it's hard to say because it was growing. Yeah. Yeah. Growing so I think what it was is that he just became like a normal grungy at yeah. that point. <laughs> My evolved form is base level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect cell versus kid boo. It's kind of. Yeah. So there's uh there was a pen and paper game where you actually you started as a level zero character. Hmm. And you had you had basically had like a meat grinder through a dungeon, and you just like yeah. If you survive, you get to become an actual adventurer. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's also a uh, traveler. There was like nine different versions of traveler. Yeah, Travelers, I was about to say which one. It's like a sci-fi game, but uh, there's a very in-depth, in-depth, 
character creation moment where you it. can die in the you can die in character, character cre- creation yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like what it is is that you can press your luck in the game to be like i'm going to go for before i start playing this character i'm going to go for another like tour of duty a tour of duty and there's a chance i could die and stuff and then you have to like start all over yeah it's like okay well i my 12th tour of duty i got shot so uh. yeah so it allows for uh it allows for a lot of people to start as like uh, different ca- different uh, levels of characters but like makes sense and stuff mm-hmm. it's a pretty cool game some 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 are just like really like chart the game um <laughs> yeah charts the game that makes sense yeah that's why a lot of people play fantasy style games mm. because there's a lot less yeah because you can just say magic did it yeah you don't have to worry about the bullets velocity adjacent to the wall and or how how powerful they bounce stuff and how, how powerful the shields are spiral here, fracture you know you, Harm Master. Yeah. Harm Master is like when you roll dice, you have to determine. It's pretty wh- crunchy. What part of your body got injured and how mm-hmm. injured it was. And there's like a chart of like how, yeah. how that affects. And every time you get hurt, you're like less effective. And then now whether or not you have, yeah, is it a death spiral wound or is it just kind yeah. of a flesh wound? Do you get infected? All this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, that's, I mean, I'm no one to say like bad fun. Yeah. You know, uh, there is bad fun. But um, I'm not one to say like that's how you, if you want to play the game like that. It's like. That's one of those games that, in my mind, I can see it being fun and quick if there's, like, six players and each one of them is responsible for a certain section of the rules. Or if they're all really good at the rules. Yeah. It's like, I mean, you yeah, you either have to be, all of you, extremely seasoned, or it's like we have six DMs playing one game together. I mean, how many times have you been playing, like, Dungeons & Dragons and someone's just like, and I want to grapple, and you're like, it's like, okay, here we go. Just a second. Let me get the rules out. What's the they say about grappling? <laughs> okay, wait. You're one size lower. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> but you're not using athletics. I don't know. Yeah. So anyways. Uh, I have this feet. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, so it's going to be uh, like a building episode, I believe, probably. Mm. Because we came off of like a, almost like the uh, seemingly uh, like end of first arc sort of it feels that way because he's like he had all his base forms and yeah it was like him getting used to the role almost and Seems and like, the and like the, it, during the episode they were like oh we were expecting him to be here and he wasn't here like everybody's kind of accepted him mm-hmm. so uh and now he's got his crew yes he's got his posse yeah <laughs> he's got a specialist for everything yeah this is the person that reads stuff this is the person that does stuff. I got a technical advisor. I have a, a historical advisor. <laughs> the a other med- person that does I have does a medical stuff. advisor, and I have uh, Ichijo, who actually does stuff. Yeah, he's a, he's on the, the he's ground. The, he's the investigation advisor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of come in and kick stuff. Yeah, he's the one that finds... He He's the one that points Kuga to the, to yeah. the location. Go that a ways. Yeah, Godai is a very uh, reactive character. Yeah. Which... Doesn't seem like somebody who learned 2,000 skills should be reactive <laughs> <laughs> They should be, like, actively doing things. Yeah, going out of the way to try to solve the problems. But then, you know, the more I think about it, the the more I Of all the writers I've seen so far, he's the only one that he would not have been able to accomplish any of this without, like, everybody else. Yeah. Like, he, he doesn't even know where they are without somebody else pointing them to the location. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of an episode where he was there. He was there. By his, I think he stumbled upon the 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 tiger. I mean the cheetah. Oh yeah, I suppose that's right. And then he was the one chasing him. And then the cops showed up. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's one. I think that was just, but that was just like chance. Yeah, dumb luck. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just it's actually one of the strengths of the show is that the supporting cast is does stuff. Is yeah. you know in the way that 
71 the supporting cast does stuff um, yeah. which is nice it yeah. is um it's it's weird and double because the supporting cast is kind of the cast yeah like philip is supporting but also main character yeah and it just depends on and then uh it's like if the story's about philip shotaro's the support yeah if the story's <laughs> about shotaro philip's the support exactly which is like kind of cool and then akiko's like both of their support but now you have teru so <laughs> uh they also have a much smaller cast because mm-hmm. they have a larger somewhat larger villain cast right um, cause you look at like Kuga and, uh, 71 and they have like a pretty big, like good guy cap. Yeah. But then you go to like, no. And then you see the opposite in like Saber where they have a, a big good guy cast, but they're all writers. Yeah. So they're like all main characters. Yeah. Zero One also has a small group kind of. Yes. I mean, there's a lot of players, but it's like, they're like, you can't really count say, um, oh my God. Talked about them like 90 episodes. Dodo. Dodo is in there. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of Little Assassin. Little Assassin. Yeah, so it's like Little Assassin's not really, you can't really call him anything. He's, yeah. He's not the main bad guy. He's not even really a bad guy now. He's just the. He's dead. Yeah. I, I wonder if that fifth one survived. It never came into play, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's just a, there's just a Humagare out there trying to just wishing he could go back to dancing, but. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's none of his buddies alive. Um, so yeah, uh, so yeah, other than that, I think yeah. it's going to be like building him smiling to think, come on, I just died. Come it's on. Cool. Yeah. I'm <laughs> just ready to watch this and, uh, hopefully it surprises me with something more. If not, we get it out of the way. Move yep. on to some better Kuga episodes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we are going to go check that out. Okay, and uh, we are back, and there's there's a uh, there's Kuga just taking away what you thought was good about it. No, it was funny. It's, <laughs> yeah. uh, I was like, I was laughing halfway through it. I mean, it didn't do like, it as bad as you thought it would. It's no. like you expected it, but you know. Anyways, yeah, uh, yeah like it 100 percent destroyed every expectation I had with this sort of like, okay, well, here we go. <laughs> but we'll get into that later. So it starts off with like right after the end of the last episode. Yeah, Ichijo and uh, Godai they're in the car and. Godai's like super hyper. Yeah, he's super. And, well, I mean, I would probably be too if I just came back from the dead. Right. <laughs> and he's like talking about how he needs a catchphrase when he's transforming between uh, uh, form his form into another form. Yeah. Because he's always going from mighty to something usually in, in case. Yeah. And so and he comes he's up, like Cho Hin Shin. Yeah. Super transformation. Uh, So this is actually like something else that like is like a call back because I think think super one used cho henshin when he transformed mm. one of the other writers actually said cho henshin okay okay or die henshin sometimes yeah and okay. so and then uh excel much later on he uh they all had they had levels so they they because they were based on video game characters yeah okay so he you would have uh level one and then you have level two and then they went to level five i think it was three Skip. then five and okay. then like ten okay so then it starts getting more y- yeah mental but um he would just add more things on when he transformed. So it was just Henshin when he turned into level one. And it was like Die Henshin when he turned into level two. And it was like Mega Die Henshin when he changed it to three. And it was like Super Ultra Henshin. And it was like. <laughs> okay, so he starts just getting uh, yeah, just wacky like, with yeah. it. Mega Duper High Den yeah, Henshin, like, you know? <laughs> uh, like almost like a little kid talking about how great something is. Yeah. Um, to inf- I mean, his ultimate form was actually called Mugen, which is infinity. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be confused with uh, Wizard's ultimate form, which was infinity. Okay. Hmm. But in English. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mu- uh, Mugen 
X-Aid was pretty much like you got the star in Mario because he literally was like he was bright gold and he was invincible. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, his his base form was Mighty uh, uh, Mighty Action X, which was a platformer game because <laughs> he was based off of platformers and there was a guy based off RPGs. There was a guy based off of uh, uh, shooting games. There was a guy based off of okay. racing games. Yeah, and, so each genre of game almost. Yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. But anyways, uh, so... He, yeah, and he's just like he's all really hyper. He picks up the radio, starts singing, yeah. blaring. Yeah, the... each Joe's kind of cheesing. Yeah, trying not to like laugh hard. It seems like. Well, I mean, his friend, even yeah. though he doesn't admit friends, uh, just came back from the dead. So yeah. you know, he's pretty stoked. He's he's happy too. Yeah, and then it goes right into the opening. Yeah, it was very quick opening. Um, and so it's just funny because the opening is very somber opening, mm-hmm. which is much different than the scene we just had. <laughs> And then it comes back, and we're at the doctor's office. Yeah, it's 9.14 a.m. at the hospital, and he's getting... Like, it It starts off with um, uh, Tsubaki's hand, like, at his abdomen yeah. or something, and, and uh, uh, Godai's got his shirt wide open. And well, he's in, like, he's, in, he's in a, 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 a hospital gown. Yeah. And he's got his shirt wide open, and Tsubaki's, like, examining him. Yeah. Totally looks like he's down there giving him one of those uh, testicular cancer tests. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Turn your head to cop. Turn your head to cop. Um, so, uh... The, it, this is when we get pretty much the explanation. Yeah, basically his body went into stasis while he was healing. His white blood cell count was jacked up to fight the toxins and all that. And it turned out, and it is like the uh, the saying that the stone figured all this out. That like the the toxin, the poison spores need a higher temperature to survive. So it lowered his body temperature by putting him in this coma mm-hmm. to kill it off. All very makes sense. It makes perfect sense. It makes sense with everything that we've established about uh, the uh, this poison so far. Yeah. And then it's like he wants to, he pretty much wants to just cut him open and take a look at the stone. But he's like trying to like grab the stone with him and then like Godai grabs his arm and they like are fighting and the next thing you know, they're arm wrestling on the counter. <laughs> yeah, and they're having an arm wrestling contest all while he's explaining this stuff. Yeah. And he loses to Godai, of course. Yeah, because that's probably 847 something of the arm wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's an expert. Over the top. <laughs> Good movie. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, Ichijo's like, well, what is this, what is this, uh, gem? Cause I think they're not talking about the belt. They're talking about the stone. The in, stone itself. Yeah. The stone the- itself. Like what's it do? Does it hold some sort of power we don't understand? Or can this be explained? He's like, look, I, I'm Jim. the medical expert here. Don't you know? I have my role. Right. Damn it, Jim. I'm a doctor, <laughs> doctor not a scientist just, or whatever the hell yeah, he's going to say. Yeah, he says, I can only explain the medical parts of this thing. That's that's beyond my part. Right. And, and, he's, and like, he's like, okay, well, then it's probably we have to talk uh, talk to uh, uh, Sakurako about like mm-hmm. translating the text. And, and so they're, they're, you know, they're getting their stuff together and walking out. And he like grabs Godai and he's like, well, here, you forgot this. And he like slaps into his hand something. And it's the, the charm it's bracelet. And he's like, oh, thanks. I thought I lost these. Yeah. And he's like, by the way. Is uh, Sakurako single? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yes, she is. I, I believe so. He is. He's like, yes. And then Ichijo's like, hey. So come on, man. Come he's on. Like, he's, he's like, hey. I lost my girlfriend because of you. I lost my girl the last time because you called me. You owe me another girl. <laughs> and he's just like, he's just over there like, what? 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 It makes no sense. <laughs> and it's like, Subaki knows it makes no sense because he's looking at him and he looks away like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, uh, being a little kid, basically. So, uh, it's cool because it's like it points out the fact that like they never met until that point. Yeah, like a lot of shows seem to forget who and who who and who yeah. has not met. Yeah, and so that's actually addressed a few times in this episode. Yeah, like who's not met who is is uh, yeah out. yeah. 
which is cool because it's like that's what happens when most of the episodes are written by the same person. Mm-hmm. So it's like he's writing a really big long novel that he has to throw toys commercials in. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so our next scene it's uh, it's nine thirty seven at I- Itabashi. So this is where the fight happened in the last episode. Yes, and uh, there's some fishermen. They're just sitting there chilling. And one guy's like, "Whoa." And everyone else is going, what? What's up? What's going on? He's like, oh, I just thought I saw a hand. It was like the freakiest thing. And they're like, oh, yeah, I can see that over there. Because there's like this clump of stuff on a pole. It shows you from their angle. And it, it, it kind of looks like a hand, but you you would not think it's actually a hand. Yeah, he he's like, oh, it must be just like a, a glove yeah, or like something. It's, oh, it's kind of eerie. It's so freaky. So it zooms in, and it's straight up the the hand of the you know the fungus creature that Wraps died. in some trash. And yeah, stuff. it's like a plastic bag and whatnot. Yeah. There. So, like, yeah, it looks like it. And uh, to be fair, uh, it actually is a glove because it's a costume. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so at first they see it for what it is, but then they rationalize it as something that you're actually so expected this, to this see. So this reminds me of in one of the Super Sentai, they had uh, animal forms. Like, they were all animal people who, like, had human forms. Okay. Except for the main one was a human. And so they were like, form? <laughs> no, it's like they, they all were based off of animals. Okay. But they like came from like a magical world. And then the red ranger was the, outs- the weird one. And he was like a normal person who okay. like teamed up with them. Uh, so during one of the episodes, they like had a Halloween thing and they trance, they were like in their monster, their, their animal form. And everybody's like, oh, you have amazing costumes. And so the joke is, it's like in canon, they look like they're wearing costumes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> That they're they're in canon monster form to people looks like costumes. <laughs> well played. Um, so yeah, uh, it's the hand, and you can tell. Yes, yeah, the hand of uh, I forgot what his name was. Yeah, U- ULF twenty six. Yeah, twenty six. Um, so our next scene, uh, it's ten oh six a.m. and they're at the university. Well, not they. Uh, it, so, it, you so, see Sakuraku at the university, and she's like waiting anxiously for something. She's in her chair. Yeah, and she's like looking over at the mask that we see in episode one. Yeah. Um, that he wore like that a, fell off yeah. the wall. Yeah, when he quote unquote died. Yeah, when he died, the uh, didn't still break. laying there. No, it fell off the wall. She picked it up and she would put it on her desk. Yeah, so I mean, it's not it's not back up on the well, wall. Yeah. wall where it should it's be. on her desk. And then uh, there's a knock at the door, and she's like, "Yes, come in." And she runs over, and it's Ichijo. Yeah, she's and like, oh. she's just like, she's like, "Hey, where's Godai? Yeah, like, he's like garbage oh. human being, whoever yeah, you are." Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but he's just like, oh, you know, I don't know. But he's like staring at the window behind her, very obviously. Yeah, and it's um, it and she she picks up on it. He's he's reenacting pretty much episode one. Yeah, where he climbed up the window. He climbs up the window and into the the room, takes the mask to put it on, like he did in the first episode. And she's just like, hey, why are you climbing through the window? Yeah, you could get hurt. <laughs> and he says, well, the building just seemed like it wanted me to climb. Yeah, it. well, and it's been so long. Being climbed. And so they're all happy and everything. Yeah, she tells you know she's like welcome back and all that, and he's like yeah, you know, cool. So so then it goes to the uh, um, some info dump. Yeah, so he's he's putting the mask back up in the wall while she's explaining that the stone's called like Aradam or something like that. And the reason why it's so hard to translate is that it's coded information because it's like a sacred text. It's to them. Amadam. Amadam. Yeah, a- Amadam. Okay. Amadam. Amadam. Yeah. So it's it's sacred information. So it's not only so, in a different language, but it's coded. Yeah. So basically what they're saying is we can drag it out for a while without having to get more yes. information. Without having to find more artifacts. We so, can get information going out of this. It's, it's actually really uh it's actually a really good way to write it because 
with her ha- being the expert on the subject and it taking this long to translate with how much she knows now, it kind of makes her look stupid, even though she's extremely intelligent and this is something only she can do. It, yeah, it's, but it's now just, it's like, not only is it hard to translate, but it's coded. It, yeah, it's like, you figured out the language already. You know what it all says. But now it's like, now it's coded. Yeah. So there's another level to it. So now we'll be able to drip feed you the information out of this longer. Yeah, it's not like you can just hit the button on your computer and it'd be like, oh, this is what the translation is. Yeah. Uh it's kind of like what happens when you just Google Translate thing. Yeah. <laughs> or like if you don't understand the language to begin with, it's gibberish. Yeah. <laughs> um, she, she mentions a green stone, which uh, is I she, think on the uh, Gorom or whatever. Yeah, on the Gorom. So on the uh, the bike, the beetle bike thing. Armor, yeah. Uh, she says that it's the same stone, but it's designed to bring the will of the warrior to, to reality. Yeah. Uh, and so he's like, oh, okay, so Gorom is like... My buddy. My buddy. And uh, they're like, yeah, so this is when uh, Jean comes in. Yeah, he walks in. He introduces himself to Ichijo. So this is the second time we get to see that this is their first meeting. Well, uh, uh, yeah, Sakurako introduces Ichijo to Jean. Mm -hmm. And Jean's like, oh, you're Ichijo. You should call, what's his name? Yeah, Kume or something like that. Yeah, Kame. Yeah, Kume or Kame. I was like, what? Who? What? And it's like, and he's like, oh, Kame was a guy who was under me in Nagano pointing out the bringing back the call thing so that, like he was in Nagano for a while yeah working with the police there exactly and so he would have like at first I'm like is that like a pet name for Mika or something yeah I was but, actually thinking that he was calling her something no but it's like he's talking about the guy who works at the police station who Ichijo used to uh, used to work under Ichijo yeah so uh it's like a nice call thing and stuff yeah the world still happens outside of this room yeah, and so then they're like uh, and and Ichijo's like okay I better go and uh, Godai's like, okay, I'm gonna go, and they're like, you're gonna go too. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna go see my sister second after you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, what? It's like, oh, it's messed up. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, just like, um, I Jean, mean, Jean... I mean, she was probably less worried also because she like believed in him more. Right. But still, I'm gonna go see my sister after my good friend. Yeah, good friend. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of messed up a little bit, but I think he's also because he he wanted more information. I think. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what was said in the car, but I, I seem to recall there being a question and something being up in the air. Yeah. Um, like it's, it's not even second, actually, it's third. But he went to the doctor first. Right. So this is so you could almost think about it. He's just going to the other side of the 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 medical checkup kind of thing because like yeah. she knows the information. Really, <laughs> honestly, it's like it's almost like he doesn't actually care about saying hi to everybody. It's just that it's, he's obligated to. So it's like really he goes to get his medical checkup, talks to Tsubaki, then he's like, okay, well I. Need Need information let's go talk to sakuraka <laughs> and then now it's like oh yeah i gotta go to the kids i promise for the kids. i gotta go see my sister but um, um on, on his way out jean well, on there while they're on their way out jean grabs uh he doesn't actually i don't think physically no. handle each joe but he's like excuse me jean is like more polite than the japanese people <laughs> yeah. uh, he's he's like i think he's he's i think he's uh he's eastern european in like nationality the care the actor yeah the actor um because his name's like Von Koff or something like that. Uh, but they play him off. I think he's supposed... Is he supposed to be French? Probably. Uh, but they play him off like he's Canadian. Kind of, yeah. He might be French-Canadian. He, I was about to say, that's very possible. Because he's very polite. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's a stereotype, but this is this is 2000. Yeah, let's be honest. Most of France is in Canada. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most of France. Uh, uh, but anyway, yeah. Uh, horrible 
entirely inaccurate jokes aside. Yeah, so Jean uh, asks Ichijo, he's like, hey, can I go see? So the, the artifact, Goram, he's like, Goram, that's what it's called. Yeah. Like, okay, so everybody knows that this Goram is his name. Uh, it's being held at the police institute. Yeah, can, can I, I go, go like, see it? Can I go see it? And Ichijo's like, why? And he's like, well, it, you know, you guys are studying it. We're trying to study it. It makes sense for us to be able to study it physically. To get, like, information it, you know. and, and stuff. And he's like, and Ichijo's like, yeah, that makes sense. I'll, I'll see what I can do. I'll think about it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, he can't just, like, let him walk into no, the police. No, he doesn't have full run of the building. I, I mean, mean, he pretty he much goes and talks it. to the chief, and the chief's like, yes. Do whatever you, know, you want. You but, or but the he's captain, got, I guess. Yeah, but he's, and he's got to get him, like, credentials so that he can get into the yeah. facility and all that stuff. But but so, it's, nice uh, that, it's nice that they're, like, trying to bring the parts together. Yeah. Because we were talking about the fact that it's felt like Sakurako, like, her area was, like, all by itself. Yeah. But with, like, Jin, uh, Jian can be, like, the, the connection between Sakurako. And, and Subaki I, I, and... Um, Inokita. Yeah, and Inokita. Well, Subaki's wanting to get a connection with Sakurako all yeah. himself. Well, that's he's, <laughs> yeah, he's already making his own connection. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, uh, this happens several times, but then it just flips back to the hand for, like, three seconds. Yeah, so in this case, though, I believe we actually see an egg or something start to sprout from the hand. Because, like, yeah, it's, it's like a, it, the hand, and then it, like, starts to break like open. It's like there's a bulbous like, a thing coming off Yeah, of like it. a growth, a tumor. Yeah. It's not a tumor. So then it goes back to uh, probably an, uh, another other nightmare, which is just dozens of kids oh, running to- Yusuke. <laughs> running Yusuke yeah. in slow motion. Yeah, sorry. So it's 11.14 <laughs> a.m. at the preschool, if you can figure out the location. Yeah, um... And, uh, yeah, they're just jumping up and down. I'm so happy that he's back. And they're like, hey, you should join the number four fan club. Yeah. Because uh, I guess there's a fan club amongst these kids now. For yeah. Unidentified, which, by the way, the fourth one, if you don't remember, that is Kuga. Kuga. Kuga's number four. And number two. And number two. I think they've realized now. Yeah. So he, they, they actually specifically said that. But they just keep calling him number four. Right. And I told you the reason why is because of the whole V3 thing. Right. And just trying to, um, so... Uh, he, okay, so uh, the first thing happens is that Ichijo walks up to his sister, not Ichijo's sister, but Godai's sister, yeah, and says, you know, I sorry, and she's like, you know, it's good. He's like, no, I, I just feel like you should apologize. You must, it must have been difficult what you went through. And she's like, I didn't know. help out. Yeah, <laughs> and she, you know, again, she's like, we good, we good. Yeah, she's and, and like in her mind, she's just like, you probably had it harder because I believe he was coming back the whole time. Yeah. You're the one who had to deal with the fact he was dead. I never believed that part. Yeah. <laughs> and, they, and then the kids are like, dance, monkey, dance. Basically, they want him to do stomp, which yeah. is, you know, what they were. Do the roar. Uh, and so he's like, I, I will in a little bit. And then there's like a brother-sister moment where they're like, yeah, looking like, back. sorry. And she's like, we good. Yeah. <laughs> but no, she's actually just like, thanks for coming back. <laughs> it's like, what? That's your expectations? It's like, <laughs> never mind all the stress. We're cool. Thanks for coming back, man. It's nice. It's yeah. nice to have you here. Well, you know, you got to realize she probably just thought of it the same way she thought of it the last time he, like, climbed Katmandu or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, he'll be back. Yeah, his sixth trip up Fuji. Yeah, it's just, it's just nice. It's a nice little, like, detour death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm just going to make a quick trip to death. I'll be back. Um <laughs> And so then, then he does the stomp down. Unfortunately, <laughs> we actually get the whole stomp and performance. So the funny thing is, is like this is a very realistic place. Yeah, like we watch it, we see it a lot in like even in, in double and all the other yeah. ones that they're very TV locations. Yeah, you know they'll show like a house, mm-hmm. and you're like this house is massive, or they'll show like a school, and like this school is massive. This is a TV school. Yeah, it's almost like yeah, they're but, showing but you like, the best it, version of what it, a school but in could like, be or something. It like Kuga. It's mostly 
we're just going to grab this real place and we're going to film here. Yeah, here's a cramped preschool play area that, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's plenty of stuff to do. There's just not much room to do it. Yeah. And that's like, yeah, it's like this is a preschool located, you know, in the center, in, like surrounded by buildings. In the middle of Tokyo. It's they're... not like here in America where we have like massive yards and like an open. Here's the whole baseball area that you can run so around So my elementary school <gasps> playground was literally a massive sand dune. Hmm. that went up super high and like there was just woods in the back wow there was no fence there was just woods wow that's like the <laughs> it's like so dangerous somebody could be waiting there just to oh yeah you. oh yeah <laughs> just waiting to snatch and they just said put like uh equipment like just they just buried them in the sand like at intervals going up it was just <laughs> ridiculous now that i think about it yeah, like, like you fall down the sand dune hit the equipment die yeah <laughs> it, it, that was part of what we did what we did during most of the play it's just like roll down the sand dune. roll down the sand dune never mind that some kid could tip over head first yeah we would just <laughs> climb to the was roll down the sand. wasn't it nice being a kid <laughs> yeah i remember like, doing stuff like that yeah, it was like night but it was like 96 or something like that it was it was earlier than that but it was just like just do whatever yeah, jumping off a two-story building as a kid didn't seem stupid, but now I'm like, no, my ankle ain't surviving that. <laughs> now I'm just like, no, I'm taking every step. I don't have rub- <laughs> I don't have rubbery bones now. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm not double take jumping off two steps. That's uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like yeah, I'm not I'm not taking three steps at a time going up the stairs. It's no, like, it's one like, at a time. One at a time. If I slip and fall, I'm, I was just talking about how you know I'm to the age now where it's just like when I get hurt, I'm like, well, I guess that hurts <laughs> yeah. forever. Yeah, you strain your lower back. Yep, that's this it. This is your life now. No, yeah. Um, so anyways, yeah, that's what I liked is that uh, Kuga, it almost feels fake because it's real. Yeah. On TV. Yeah. Like when you go there, the things aren't overly pretty. I mean, even uh, the offices and stuff, they have a lot of just clutter because they're offices like they really would. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, okay, even the high budget movies that show trailer parks – they're nice trailer parks. Oh, dude. It's like oh, the low-budget movies that are made in America, they'll show you the grungy, you know, run oh, yeah. down. Think about how big on the inside trailers are in movies. Yeah. Dude. They're, they're living it up. It's like, what are you talking about? These are, like, really nice places. I mean, you can lift up both of your elbows without touching the walls? I mean, yeah. I don't know how this is real. Seriously, you're able to walk down the hallway. You're <laughs> able to pass. Two people are able to pass each other? Yeah. Yeah, it's just ridiculous seeing this, and they're like, "Oh, this is low, low class living." It's like actually, they have a really nice, almost house. Uh, it's like slightly less expensive than a house, but ultimately, they've got everything they need. I mean, we saw it in zero one that that house that they showed in the real estate one. It yeah. was like a hundred. I mean, it's just like huge, dude. It was huge, and it was like one hundred fifty thousand dollars or something God, ridiculous. It's like, like I can't get that here. No, <laughs> there's no way they're getting that there. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, no um, so he does his stomp demo. And and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. great, it's so good. <laughs> uh, that's basically the scene. Um, so now then it goes back to the hand, and this time it's like this massive tumor thing. Yeah, it's like, the egg hand thing is now massive. It's um, it's like the size of like a microwave or something like that. Yeah, and then we get uh, like a really cool scene with the grungy. Yeah, you can just know it's a grungy yeah. scene because like it's like okay, funky camera work. Right, off we're the gonna bat. have like a different director for this part here. It's now. like a greenish shade in the background, like they're on a different planet. Yeah, so it's and then like it's a rolling door comes up to yeah. show them there, and they're just talking. It's um the bat. The the woman and the man Grungy that that have been around and they're the they're the May yeah or they're whatever. May so here is something really I love the scene because they're like um they called Rose I guess her name's Baruba Baruba yeah Baruba so we'll probably we're still gonna call still her. say Rose yeah so they they Rose is 
going to the go. So Geo the go because um, because the their names are Gome. You know uh, her B. her name is that is is Baraba is like her. So how um how the Grungi's names work is that it's a prefixture for like their family name uh-huh. or like the area they are in the Grungi society, yes. their name, and then a prefix or yeah, a suffix. Yeah, so gi, 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 or whatever. Yeah, so her name is Ra uh, Baraba De. Yeah. But they just call her Baraba. Yeah, so the her actual name is Baraba and everything else is like a title or part of her yeah. animal family structure or whatever yeah so um um so that she is going to become a go i don't know if it's like she's going to become there she's going to the go she's going to the go which is like they're higher up she's like answering to them yeah and so the the um the interesting part is it's this is when you find out that they can become something other than what they yeah, are because so, they're like because the one girl says something about how she's going to become a go she's the only one here that's qualified so earlier I uh, said something about like the prefix being like their animal class or what yeah. they were, but no, it's their suffix. It's their animal class, I believe. Okay, so the ending part of it, yeah, and, and the the first part's your title. Yeah, it's like yeah, your yeah, your like your area in, in the uh, hierarchy, like lord, duke, something or yeah. other. Sir Eugene Unger. Yeah, <laughs> and so uh, and they're they're going on to like I'm the only one that's qualified to become a go. It's the one who said that she could beat Kuga. Yes, last yeah, episode. She's the, so uh, the bat's like, I could too, and she just like decks him. Yeah, we got a bat well, down. <laughs> yeah, bat, we got a bat down. Bat pwned count ninety nine. <laughs> um, bat pwned. <laughs> uh, so then, uh, then they get up, and then it just shows them shows uh Baraba like walking towards a castle. Um, yeah, and then they well because they said I guess that means the like the the Gregor or something like that is on hold. Yeah, so that's the, game, the game, whatever they call the yeah. game, is on hold. Yeah, it's like uh, is it even a game then, or is it like a? I think it might be a, a ga- duty, a game like competition. So I think this is how they get like are working their way up. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's like maybe this is your chance to advance yourself. And yeah, that's why everyone's like, yeah, it's my turn now. I want to do yeah. this. Um. I don't know if that's ever going to be explained better if it's best left remember. unexplained. I don't remember because also know? remember I never watched it with the Grungy subtitles. Right, yeah, because now it's, we're actually getting a name for whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so she's slow walking to where she needs to be and then we see the, the egg break open and there's a hand coming out yeah. of it, like a, the slimy version of the same suit as last episode. Yep. And then it's... Uh, okay, uh, so 11.48 at the Science Institute. Yeah, the Science Institute and they're all just looking at the parts. Yeah, and they're like, we try. It's just parts now. I mean, we can't do anything. We like she's yeah, one of the guys is like, all bummed because there's no one reaction. One side is like, I've, I gave it the same type of metals that we learned that it had been eating before when it like changed and nothing happened. And Eno Kido <laughs> like talks to it like as a kid. It's yeah. just like if you're a picky eater, you're never gonna grow up strong. And they're like, she's being weird. Yeah, she's. Be- and then she's like, ah, got an idea. Uh, and then it goes to uh, so there. It, yeah, it's the car with um, Godai and Ichijo and. The phone rings and uh, Ichigo goes to pick it up and he's like, no, no, no. Uh, Godai like moves his hand out of the way and grabs it. He's like, I want to hear about the tri chaser because well, now he looks at it and like it says Inokita. Yeah, and I'm guessing that he wasn't going to answer because he's driving. And yeah. he's like, can I answer it? And he's like, no. And he's like, I want to hear about the tri chaser and answers. <laughs> yeah, and then he answers and impersonates that he's Ichigo. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah. He he tries to does do his voice. It's kind of off, and Inokita is like, uh. I mean, it's over the phone. Yeah. And actually, the funny thing is, is that you don't actually hear people's voices over the phone. You really don't. Well, you don't actually recognize people's voices because of the synthesizers of the voices. Like, highs and lows are actually cut off, so it's actually different. And what you're actually hearing is, uh, like, the rhythm 
that you're used to when you recognize the voice. Yeah, okay. And yeah. so it's this weird thing, and your brain fills in those tones because it recognizes the other parts, which is why when you answer a phone, you think you're hearing to somebody else, and then when you realize who it is, you obviously recognize who it is then. Yeah, no, because I hate the way I sound Yeah. Uh, with any kind of recording or, like, if some there's been times where I've heard myself over the phone somehow from, like, a weird feedback, and I'm like, who is that? Yeah. It's like a little kid or some sort of... Because you're hearing, you're hearing it from your own head, but even when you're, like, you answer the phone, like, somebody you don't, uh, somebody unexpected answers the phone, you're expecting something else uh-huh like you call and you hear somebody's like kid yeah or whatever and you and you think it's them but once you realize it's not them you automatically <laughs> fix it in your head yeah the brain's weird and then you're like okay yeah now obviously it doesn't sound like them yeah. why would i think that yeah. because you were all you're filling in the gaps of expecting somebody else <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's this weird but uh she knows it's not him because he's not very good right and um so she so once she a, finds out it's it's Godai, she's like oh come touch it and he's just <laughs> like, like what he's like uh <laughs> Part. I think even the the scientists in the background are like, like, what? <laughs> what are we talking about? Touching? Yeah. Uh, this is the point about like. Uh, I mean, this this is like in in English you would say come and touch the uh, the Goram. Yeah. Or obviously, but in Japanese you don't use the subject if it's understood. Yeah. Which can be confusing if the other person has no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. So she thought the top. I mean, that's ninety was... percent of school rumble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not that's... knowing the subject of things that you hear. Yeah. You have no idea what anybody's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Because everyone assumes everyone is on the same page. <laughs> yeah. So then she's like, oh, I want you to touch like the thing. And he's like, can I do it after I eat? And she's like, I'll pay for your eating. Just come on. Yeah. He's like, okay, like, great. I know this one place. <laughs> she's like, okay, cool. See you there. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, uh, and then Zich goes like, by one place, you you, you don't mean. <laughs> and pole, it's pole. pole, pole. And Ichigo and, uh, uh, Ichigo and Yusuke are there eating. And like nine other dark suited figures. Yeah, there's just like I don't even know what's going on. There's just like five people yeah. all in the same black suit with black sunglasses on eating. I think curry. I'm not yeah. really sure. And um, so I don't know if this means that like because Inokita. So what I was thinking when I first saw it, I don't know if it is this is that Inokita is like turned this into a team lunch, and these are all people from the institute all dressed in black suits to go there. Yeah, like all other cops and stuff. Yeah, but it could be. That this is just one of those things where they show weird people eating at Pole Pole all the time. Yeah. So I, I was confused, too. Like, the way I rationalized it was that maybe he just went to go eat anyway. <laughs> was just like, well, never mind that. I'm going to go eat. And then here we are with just random peeps. But then, yeah, I'm still not sure. It's like, is this a company meeting here now where everyone's eating? or It's like, so I don't know. It could also be that this is uh, the um, the Pole Pole is how they fit in cameos. Yeah. In in this show, yes, yeah, so like maybe this is a band or, or something like that, yeah, which could is... easily be like this is a five person band or something. I mean, we don't know much about. Maybe it. these are the suit actors. Yeah, so I mean, because that would be the easiest place to fit in cameos. Yeah, like funny cameos where it's just like people eating at the pole. Yeah, pole like it. the director's the closest to the frame, and we just don't know, or or just like famous people or something yeah. like that. Um, so I'm not sure, but like what it is is this is back and forth that um, it's also uh, it's also twelve twenty one. Yeah. Um, just, I just point that out since I wrote it down. Uh, 
Oh, yeah. Uh, the owner, he jokes that he calls Ichijo uh, Godai's handsome friend. Yeah. And and so, uh, was it Nani? Nana? Nana. Yeah, Nana. It's like, well, then if you call them that, how are we supposed to distinguish the two of them? And Godai's <laughs> and like, what Godai's do you mean? Like, what do you mean? Because that's, oh, that's what she calls Godai. Yeah. Like, she's like, oh, we're going to call him handsome friend and you super pretty, cute handsome friend. Yeah, and like, <laughs> while she's like grabbing him and hugging on him. <laughs> and he's so she's like, like trying real hard to, yeah. Yeah. to make some moves on him, but it's just, uh, you know, whoosh. And then it comes to like uh, a really cool scene where it shows yeah. a little back and forth, and it's uh, Ichijo driving, and they're going to the institute now. Yeah, and um, we find out that uh, he is Godai's surrogate father. Yeah, and he's just like, I didn't realize you were that close to him. I thought you just like worked there. He's like, No. Um, he's like, My my dad died at, when he was six on a on an assignment in Afghanistan. Yeah, when I was six, assignment, and no idea what he yeah. was doing, but he's so capable. He's got to be some like good stock there. You know? Yeah. Um, he could have been like a, 003. A, a reporter or something like that. Um, because like six, let's see here, that would make him the nineties, hmm. the early nineties. That was back during, I think the Russian occupation of Afghanistan. Hmm. So he could have been, I always go back to war correspondent cause that's like a famous thing that they do all the yeah. time. I think that could probably comes from watching speed graffer. Yeah. But, <laughs> and the fact that I always, of, uh, uh, each Joe, hmm. uh, each, uh, Nigo, I mean, yeah, uh, Nigo being a, a like a war correspondent photographer. Um, which, and then he also said, Oh, go ahead, yeah, which would be like a cool thing of like saying like his origins, yeah, about being like being connected back to uh, 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 Nigo and Ichigo, yeah, where like his dad was like Nigo or something, that'd like be that. cool, yeah, <laughs> it's like there you go, it's... but he died in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Um, or just left. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says that uh, his, his mom got sick and died when he was 18. Yeah. And he's like, it, 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 it's not so formal. Pops is pops, basically. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's my surrogate father. but Yeah. And he says, like, yeah, it's like, and then I, uh, and, and he traveled and he eventually settled down in this area. Honestly, it, it makes me feel a lot better. This whole thing, like all of this information, it's like, oh, okay, so he's not just some stupid, stupid guy that's keeping this useless employee around for no good reason. It's, yeah. it's his kid, basically. Yeah. It's like, he's taking care of him. Yeah. So he's a bum, yes, but... <laughs> yeah. I he's, love him. He's not just a, he's not just an employee. He's like someone to help, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's not like he's just there. Uh, and he, he also gives us kind of the story about how, essentially, he's always just trying to keep a smile on his... his uh, Which is the end number of the episode. Yeah, the his mom and his sister's face, and then eventually just his sister. And he's like, and, came up with a bunch of corny jokes and whatnot, but he couldn't name one. Yeah, luckily they didn't bring it. Yeah, I was thinking that we were going to get one drop, but no. Nah. No, um, that's what we have zero one for. <laughs> so we get a quick scene of our seemingly fully formed creature coming out of the water yes and um the next scene it's 2 27 p.m it's at back at the research institute yeah they're all there now so is, uh, go to uh, each uh, Joe before going Kida. back to the the thing coming out of the water it's the same suit but it's different coloring yes it's like it's a like, darker palette it's a darker black, darker almost, more slimy palette almost black yeah and it's like more slimy yeah yeah so um so they're talking about, you know, kind of just a rehash, very quick version of all the information that we need for Godai to be able to help Inokita with this uh, hypothesis, which is we need you to touch the stone. Yeah. And he's like, okay, so should I just touch it? She's like, yeah. So, he's like so, so, d- so th- what is this, four more scientists who know? He's, he's, he's uh, uh, a yeah. yeah. Just four scientists that are just right there. And she's like, the stone inside of you, it's matched the stone in this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And by the way, uh, number four was wearing, was part of this. So, yeah. So, yeah. Deal. 
And yeah. I'm just going to call you by name. I feel like if they're <laughs> on the secret project, they should be kept up to date. Yeah. So, uh, so he goes down and he like full hand touches it and nothing happens. And they're all standing around like, okay. And he says this a couple times well, and he's just like, oh, like and he gets up and then he like kind of touches his stomach like yeah. where the stone would be. And like in my mind, this is where he's kind of like trying to connect it as well and stuff like that yeah. to, to it. Because it's not about like the physical contact. Yeah, he's actually it, thinking about it. Yeah, it's about the will, his will to it because that's what the Goram is supposed to do. It's supposed to manifest his will. Yeah. Um, which could say something about his whole like mentality that his will is to be armored and protected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also yeah, able to get f- punched by reality. Oh, and also able to like fight and protect others, you know. <laughs> um, and so it starts the things start uh, uh, badly CGI morphing together. Yeah. Uh, and like they're kind of like melting, but what that is is like they don't have the de- they don't have the CGI technology to make things fit together easily. So yeah, they're like just puzzle like puzzle pieces slamming together. <laughs> so it's just like amorphous. Yeah. Bloop. And it's glowing, and that's when like a guy runs in. And he's like, "We got troubles, trouble." And I thought he was going to be like uh, the monsters around. Yeah. But no, he's just like the sample. Yeah. Tw- <laughs> ULF twenty six samples are reacting or something like that. And so I was like, "Wait a minute." Don't tell me. Because this whole time, I still hadn't put it together. I'm going to be honest with you. I was thinking, okay, something's happening. It's just regenerating. It never once occurred to me that it was this four multiplier. Like, So it goes to the room, and you can see it. And um, the another part, it's like uh, it was a very, very small part from what they said. It's now like a huge, almost a microwave size. Yeah. And so then you realize that it's poor creatures. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I was just talking about how it's great that they didn't go that route. Yes. <laughs> I still give it credit for waiting. Yeah. It didn't start off with it being its And thing. it doesn't go nearly down the path you no. think it would be. Um, no. And so uh, Godai, man of action, kills it with fire. Yeah. He grabs a um, like a, a Bunsen burner torch and um, I think, I don't remember what he used to like. I think it was just a lighter because it was, I mean, it was a lab. So it's like you would normally yeah. do that to like lighting a, the Yeah, kerosene. there we go. It was a lighter and some sort of spray. Yeah, and so he kills it with fire, and it works. It works. And it's just nice. Kill it with fire. It's the number one go-to. It kills most things, it really. It kills most things. <laughs> there was this sketch years and years ago on YouTube, and it was about, like, there was a group of, like, vampires, and they're hiding. And they're, like, hiding, and they're, like, busting the room, and they're, like, close the door, and are like, oh, 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 man, those humans are everywhere. They're killing everything. What are we going <laughs> to do? And then, like, a guy comes in, and he's just like, hey, I know how. And they're like, what? It's like, I know how to kill humans. Gotta tell us, you gotta tell us how to kill humans. They're like, kill it with fire. And they're like, oh, Whoa. it's like kill it with coal. Oh, kill it with coal. And then they're like, Oh, you can cut off its head. What? What? You can remove its kidneys. What? He's you can kill it. You can drown it. You can give it too much water. You can give it too little water. You can give it too much food. You can give it too little food. <laughs> Yeah. Like, it's like a five minute thing of like the billion ways to kill you. Yes. <laughs> but I love it. You can give it too little water. You can give it too much water. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, why are you afraid? Yeah, why are you afraid of you? You have to drain their blood every time. You just... <laughs> and, and some things is like, it was like things is like, you can just wait a really long time. <laughs> so. So they're in this room and they're like, they're talking about how, or basically the repercussions of what they just learned. If this small amount of sample can become what it became, what's happening with any others, you know, they could be anywhere. And then pretty much right as they make the connection that there could be more of this happening, they find out that ULF-26 is attacking again. It's alive. They're rushing over. But then they're also like, we can't just blow it up because then there'll just be chunks everywhere. Yeah. Like how we normally do. What are we going to do? He's like, I don't know. I'll figure it out when I figure it out. He's like, I'm going to, I'm, I'm heading out. You figure it out when you go. And Henshin like, jumps on the TriStar, which I guess was fixed, but was never mentioned being fixed. That, that I remember. No, it was. It was mentioned last time because, uh, you know, Kita, that was her part when she called 
Uh, oh, you're right. He yeah, called, yeah. called uh, Ichijo and said her, the bike was fixed. Yeah, so it was Godai that didn't know because yeah. he was unconscious. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> dead. Yeah. <laughs> he was busy being dead. Um, uh, so while he's riding, just being a total you know, badass on his bike. I love the fact that he transforms the bike when he gets on it so yeah. that people don't obviously – everybody obviously knows that. Because uh, that's part of like uh, Kuga's power is that he turns whatever he grabs that's yeah. close to what he needs into what he needs. Right. So he can't like grab a napkin and turn it into a, a gun, but he can grab any gun and turn it to his gun. Mm-hmm. He can grab any pole and turn it to his pole. So that's cool. I like it. And so he's able to trans the bike into like a more cougar looking bike. Right. Because at first I was just, the first time I watched it, I'm just like, why does the bike, why did the cops make a bike look like Kuga's bike? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, while he's riding along, he gets a, a call from, I want to say Ichijo. It's Ichijo. Who, who is basically telling him that these things are mutant abominations that came from an unstable reaction or whatever. So basically, you can feel free to blow them up. Yeah, it's, it's only, it can only do, it's only one generation. Yeah. It's not going to multiply again. Like, these things can't handle just being around. Yeah. If, once, once this is dead, it's dead. Yeah. He's like, okay, great. We'll just solve this problem like we always do. Yeah. I mean, he even mentioned, like, that's paraphrased from what he said. Yeah, he's like, okay, well, then I'll handle it just the way we <laughs> normally do um then we get a kick because like i could see like the guy who's writing it article always looks like oh crap he doesn't have fire powers yeah <laughs> they're unstable <laughs> exactly rather than make a flamethrower yeah <laughs> so yeah we see a quick scene of chaos and bedlam and things dying and probably my favorite scene in the whole episode which is also my suck these cops are friggin' stupid. <laughs> These cops are stupid. So they surround it um, and have the worst example of crossfire I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Off, a, the thing's got yeah, a hostage. Yeah, they're all... <laughs> they're like next... And this is what I love is because he's got this hostage and he's got this aim on, on the creature. But Sugita. he shoots in the air first. Yeah, Sugita, who is the, the number two. Yeah, the second command, Sugita. He shoots in the air first so that way he gets the creature's attention and throws the hostage down. So he's aware that there are other people that could be <laughs> and shot. then... Just on both sides. Two fire lines <laughs> facing each other. <laughs> they just start shooting towards each other. It's like nobody gets hit though. No. Just because uh because uh, the, the mushroom the mushroom kills everybody else anyways. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they're like, okay. It gets to the point where it starts getting into a melee and he's wiped off one line, he's going to the other five, and they start jumping over the barrels to get in melee range, and he's like, he's got the shot, and then he goes like he's gonna gun butt it, and then he's got the shot again, and then he dies. It was like this is usually well choreographed, but this was horrible. <laughs> so uh, there's a, a a pretty gruesome scene where like Sugita has to crawl out front of the dead body of one of his colleagues oh, to yeah. like fire. Yeah, <laughs> and Sugita's like the only like decent person in this. He's like shooting and runs out of ammo, and then you're just like, oh, is he gonna run? And then he like starts attacking with his. Yeah, <laughs> Sugita just being awesome, and, totally awesome. At first, thought, he, I honestly thought he was going down. I thought this was his final scene because especially with him coming in with the gun butt, I'm thinking, okay, he's done all he can. Yeah, he's about um, ready to get taken out and then ride a break. Yeah. Oh, I should mention that he transformed into Mighty Form right off the bat. Yes. So. He just immediately got rid of that whole growing form. Yeah. Uh, because, um, I mean, potential. it was all about his will. So Yeah. Uh, so they have a fight, and this is where you see that uh, uh, he's up his game. He's he's Fungus Monster, su- Super Fungus Monster Level 2. Yeah. And he's, like, they're up in the game. And they it's a pretty... Uh, like visceral fight where they're yeah. like breaking a lot of stuff in this like power plant industrial area. Yeah. And Kuga's not like this thankfully was a lot better choreographed. Yeah. Kuga is not like he's holding his own, but he's not winning. No. Uh they're breaking a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. It makes me want to know if you could actually punch a chain link uh like kick a chain link fence like that. <laughs> they can. Yeah. Uh 
I mean, can you actually cut a leaf in half with a kick? Stuff like that. I mean, yeah. come on. We know a samurai sword's not actually cutting a tank in half. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. A katana, it's metal. Yeah. It's metal. It's like versus a very stronger allied metal. Yeah, I don't care how sharp it is. <laughs> and I love katanas. Yeah. Just don't, get, don't get me wrong. It's just not going to happen. Well, they did like Mythbusters did a whole thing about cutting a, uh, a Oh, bullet. two swords cutting each other in half? No, a, a, a sword cutting a bullet. Oh, okay. And what it would do is you just get it with two bullets. Yeah. Two smaller bullets because it wouldn't like sh- stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, it would just have go- to be a weird triangle wedge shape. For yeah, that to work. yeah. So they because they like had it set up and then they shot it with a bullet and then they're, they're like normally it, what happened the first couple times is the, the sword just broke because the bullet just yeah. so they're like, well, what if the sword was like sharp enough and like strong enough? And they made one that was like sharp enough and strong enough to actually cut a bullet and it just like just puts two holes into the, the yeah, the, the, splits it in half with the velocity and the direction, it's still going the same place. Yeah, just like so you get shot with two bullets, it, then. you would have to make like one of those, uh. Uh, like Hot Wheels tracks that's yeah. kind of curved. It, it would have to be a sword that's basically a chopping mall. Yeah, yeah. It would have to <laughs> be a like, huge. It would be like a wedge of cake. Yeah, of, of metal in front of you. So you like have to hit it and send him off another direction. <laughs> yeah, while you're turned sideways or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't shoot me. Um. So, anyways, they get up. They're, they're like fighting. They get on top of a, a like a pylon or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kuga goes for the kick. Now, this kick is a little bit different because he's, like, electrically charged up. Yeah. There's some electric charge up in it. And he, like, kicks him, and then the the f- thing happens, and he, like, falls off. And they zoom in on his feet, showing this, like, electrical energy yeah. thing. And then he jumps down, and... Uh, so you see the creature there, and it's got the stamp on it like it would when it's getting yeah. kicked, and it's about to explode, but the explosion hasn't happened yet. It's just, so like, it's the, just... the electricity, like, the, 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 the energy is, like, flowing through him. Yeah. And, like... Then rather than explode, he just disintegrated. And well, Ichijo runs around and he's just like, "Hey, what's go- what's going, going on? on?" And like, he's like, "I don't know." And then yeah, he instead of blowing up, he just disintegrates into a pile of goop. He's like, and then he's like, "What the hell is this? Why is there no explosion?" I, said, I paid for an explosion. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, Godai turns back into normal, and he's just like, "I don't know. I mean, maybe it was because it wasn't like normal." Mm. And also, uh, I mean, it didn't have a belt. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "But maybe his arm did." Mm-hmm. And they're like, what is it? I'm just messing with you. <laughs> yeah, mess with you. So it ends with Ichijo basically calling him a weird guy. Yeah. But it ends also the the to-be-continued symbol mm-hmm. is like all flickery and electric and different. Yeah. Because it's like foreshadowing what's going to happen in the next episode. Um. So, uh, and that that's the end of it. So what is your suck? Um, I, I felt kind of cheated with Mighty being there already. I feel like there's, especially with the format of the show, with how in-depth they go with some things, I was kind of hoping there'd be at least, like, one episode where it's like, okay, wait, what's going on? I don't understand. Like, okay, wait, reaffirm my willpower, something like that. Um, and other than that, even though I, I loved it for the comical sense, that's something I want from 71, whereas this, where they're just, like, a horrible crossfire scene. Oh, yeah. Just, like, the dumbest cops in the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was great, but it was also bad in context, so, um... Not like horrible. <laughs> so my That's stupid suck is the timing of the fact that like oh we realized it's real uh, we realized it's coming back oh it's back yeah the twenty six the, the the they they it's like the same scene yeah <laughs> you know like I mean it's been building it for like so long through the episode yeah that there should have been more payout for that the, the, they should have had that that scene where like the monster was there and they're like do you think there might be other things and then the monster attacked. Yeah. I almost feel like, too, that um, there shouldn't have just been one of them. Like, you blow something into smithereens, there should be more than one smither, or is it a reen? Yeah. <laughs> where where the heck did the word smithereen come from, anyway? Yeah. <laughs> uh, now that I think about it, it probably came from smithing. 
No, okay. I can see it. It's like small pieces of when you're working on a Smith thing. Um, uh, that's just my guess. I didn't mm-hmm. look into the etymology of the word at all. Uh, yeah, so my my problem is that uh, it's like they were building the timing of the hand growing up so well. Yeah. And then they find out that the monster regrows, and two seconds later, they find out the monster's around. Yeah. You know, so that could have been worded a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, and it could have been all it, it, how I think it could have paid off better is if we could have had like um a monster attack and they don't know who the monster is and then they find out it's twenty six later. Yeah, I kind of feel like if he could have if we needed a transformation in this episode, we could have had him rather than kill it with fire. He could have like axe kicked it to the dirt as Kuga, and then the episode end with them knowing that there could be more. Yeah. You know, and then have the next episode. Yeah, but I mean, that. they didn't want to like tarnish the beginning part of the episode for Godai yeah. when he's going around and like greeting everybody. So uh, what is your Sugoi? So my Sugoi, I have a couple small ones. I like how Ichijo and, and uh, Godai are kind of like becoming bros. Yeah. It's like some buddy comedy, <laughs> straight man, odd man going on. But uh, really, I like the the deeper look at the grungy hierarchy, mm-hmm. like getting a little bit more there, starting to make a little bit more sense. Yeah. Uh, for me, my uh, sugoi is just the internal consistency of knowing like who's met who. Yeah. Who interests who. Yeah. And then the obvious part of like, yeah, uh, uh, the doctor, I forgot his name. I always forget his name. Tsubaki. Tsubaki. It's like, yeah, Tsubaki would be interested in Sakurako mm-hmm. because that's how the kind of character he is. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's nice to find out about the surrogate father bit yes. and all that. It added more depth to their relationship. It showed them, and you know, just like showing them as like real characters, not just characters to help Godai. Yeah. They're like real characters because also like, you know, he talks about like, yeah, I've, I met your colleagues in Nagano, like John was talking about. So I really like that of like, fleshing out these characters of being real yeah i also and it's it kind of makes it um like they're kind of holding each other up and and just being goofy around each other to yeah. stay in a good mood and keep the energy up you know yeah um he's like not not replacing his dad or anything but yeah they can be buddies yeah so yeah i just like the the idea of like making them like real characters yeah real people so goofy, uh real uh goofy real people but yeah. real people so now we have to think about the writer ranking so right now, Kuga is number five. Mm. He's above XL, below Nigo. Mm. I liked him this episode. It's just like, where do you like? What do you do? I mean, I like that he's. I almost think he should be above Nigo because you remember what happened last episode. Yeah, I kind of. Where Nigo is just like, oh, it's a poisonous cocoon. Yeah, it should be fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I feel like I want to bump him. It didn't seem like uh, okay. The reason why I do want to bump him, he apologized to his sister. Yeah, it wasn't just like he showed up like. Sup? Come on. I mean, I just, <laughs> come on. I just died. Just a little bit. Uh, do you think he's better than Zero One? Mm, no, because I really liked that Zero One stuck up for himself on that last episode. Yeah. It's like kind of very relevant for, you know, going forward. Yeah. So that will put him at, uh, that will put Nigo at five. Uh, each, uh, Kuga, or Yongo, at, at number five. Yeah. At four. At four. Yongo is now number four. Oh, yeah. And Zero One is three. <laughs> <laughs> and number two is five. <laughs> and number one is eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the next episode of Common Rider Kuga is called Secrets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like this one, you can watch that one with us on Tubi and various other things. Tubi, yeah, Shot Factory, Shot with, Factory. Uh, VRV, or Ver. I always say VRV, but it's pronounced Ver. Yeah. Um, you can uh, tweet at us 
if you find it on another place at uh, fanboy underscore opinion. You can email us at fanboyopinion.com. You can follow us on our website to find out what we're doing at fanboyopinion.com. And we should be on all podcasting things. Mm -hmm. But our next episode, if you wanted to follow along, will be Common Rider Double, episode 20. We're so far in these shows now. Mm -hmm. I remember when we were just doing like episode twos and threes of things. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I should remember it. I was there. If I don't remember it, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get you checked out. Uh, the eye doesn't stop. Common Rider style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, this is the second part of the introduction of Excel, mm. who uh, at the end of the episode was just about to kill somebody. Yeah, total maniac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's intense. Psycho killer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With a badge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So um yeah we're going to go uh, we're going to see that next time and uh hopefully we'll see you there I have been Eric I'm Eugene and see you